Those ladies, with sunken chest and ribs wrapped with gleaming brass, are dressed with full traditional clothes with detailed stitching. They seem to be representing a tale from a faraway culture that only existed in the written content of a National Geographic magazine or an episode of a TV documentary. Behind those flipping pages and the TV screen, could it be possible that they still exist in this contemporary society, and are living their simple way of life? The sun was casting the everyday hues of the village into vivid glows, filling the place with a lively vibe. As we made our way to the bamboo thatched huts in Chiang Mai, what we saw was an olive hall stalls touting a wide variety of handicraft items. It gave me a feeling that this place was so remote from our modern society. Each one had a long neck lady with their traditional outfit sitting at a loom among the vibrant weaving scarves, handbags, fabric and wooden statues. Here we were, witnessing them practicing their impressive craft. Tourists, armed with cameras, were chattering with excitement to explore this seemingly mysterious village. With camera lights flashing all around, the ladies were adjusting the seat position and posing for pictures near to the colorful display of their hard labor. She was weaving her scarves in dexterity. Nonetheless, behind their village life lies a long but distressing story. Their arrival in northern Thailand could be dated back to the late 1980s. Those were the bleak days when fierce clashes between the Myanmar army and rebel forces, Karen National Liberation Army, broke out. To escape from such a political turmoil, the Kayan tribes had no choice but to flee to Thai border where they sought refuge there even up to now. Nevertheless, their life difficulties still prevail. Despite being permitted to stay, Thai government regards them as illegal immigrants rather than being eligible for Thai citizenship. They are neither allowed to leave their staged ethnic villages in those districts, nor to search for a formal job or receive higher education beyond their villages. This situation, however, provided Thailand opportunities for ethnic tourism promotion in an impoverished district of Mehong Sun, MHS, or Chiang Mai province. Ladies' appearance, with their neck wounded with spirals of brass, attracts swarms of tourists for a visit per year. These villages, eventually, became a lucrative tourist draw in northern Thailand. Thanks to the soaring profit, the Thai government allowed Kayan villages closer to Chiang Mai, the third largest city in the country where tour companies could easily boost the revenue by showing tourists the traditional living of the Kayan women. What made the Kayan women stand out of the crowd was their elongated neck. Their first golden coils, put on a girl at the age of 4 until 25, is about 4 inches high with 20 pounds weight. At first glimpse, it gave us an optical illusion of their long, stretching neck, but is in fact for pushing down the collarbone to compress the rib cages. Once the neck spirals are in place, they are rarely, if ever, removed but stay permanent. Such practice is designed to guard women from tigers biting their neck in their jungle home in Kareni state. Yet, it is also equivalent to wealth and an assertion of a woman's beauty. Despite some initial pain and discomfort from the weakening neck muscles, their brass rings represent their identity, and are inextricably linked to their culture and who they are. Because of how exotic they look, the Kayans in return, being lamentably exploited, could only receive a handful of payment in which most are distributed to the tour operators. Today, they are just as displaced as any other ethnic minorities in Thailand. As Thailand is not a signatory to the 1951 Refugee Convention, no specific legal framework exists in the country for refugees' protection. Under Thailand's 1979 Immigration Act, all undocumented asylum seekers, including them, are considered as illegal immigrants and liable to deportation. UNHCR, ND, to sustain their living, 
All they could do is to let the local authorities commodify their own culture and transform their huts into souvenir shops in exchange for their stay. Since the National Geographic featured photographs of Kayan ladies with elongated brass rings, it started bringing in swarms of tourists every week. Yet after the visit, I walked away from the village with a blend of emotions. Thai government, aiming for profit-making by portraying how delightful the Kayans are, is turning a blind eye on their plight. Being unprotected and restricted, there is still a long way for them to call these rows of thatched huts home sweet home.